Greetings, my name is James Major Burns, and this is The Third Degree with me, your host, James Major Burns. Hi, everyone. We are back again for another episode of The Third Degree. I hope you all are ready. I hope you have listened to the previous episodes that are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and there are some on AudioMac. I had a few issues uploading the rest of the episodes, but they will be there very, very, very soon. So, guys, again, you know, I am donkey right now in Shrek the Musical at La Comedia Dinner Theater in Springboro, Ohio. So you can look that up at lacomedia.com or you can check out my Facebook page for the information for tickets if that's what you want. Also, you can follow me on social media, James Major Burns on most social sites, or I am James Major on Twitter, and Big Balls 5 on Snapchat. We already went through this, so if you listened to the previous episode, I gave my disclaimer of why I chose that name. I was 20. Don't judge me. Judge your mama. Anyways, and soon I'm going to start promotion. So if you have a business and you want to promote it, hit me up, and I'll let you know what the tea is, Christine. All right? So everyone remember that this is a safe place for artists, creatives, and people of all kinds to express themselves. It's an opportunity for us to share what's behind the mind of the creative versus what people see and think. Also, it's a space for us to learn, laugh, and share together. So remember, what you see is not always the truth, okay? So today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special guest, my son, Mr. Thomas, Tommy Cole. Hi. Hello, everyone. Yes, yes. Here yes. with my dad, my adopted father, yes. James Major Burns. Yes, his stage father. Mm-hmm. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm very excited to be here. I know. <laughs> I wish I could see your face. And you will be able to see the faces soon because eventually we will be a visual Ooh. podcast. And eventually, after that, I'll have my own talk show with cameras and lights, and I'll be yelling at people, get that camera out of my face. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or more polite than that. <laughs> but yes, I'm very excited to have you on. This is the second person from the Shrek, the musical cast, and Tommy plays Pinocchio, as well as other characters in the show. But the whole lot of characters. One, right. Is Pinocchio. You guys have so much to do. I'm so happy that I don't have to change costumes mm-hmm. because I hope with some of the changes and when you guys are running off and then having to move sets and all of that, it's not for me right now, especially, you know, being the fact that I don't have hands, <laughs> hooves, hashtag hooves up everybody. But yes, so it's very hard to do anything, especially grab my Props, and you know, in the one scene, I have to grab glasses, oh, put yeah. them on my face. But I have these little thumb holes, but it's still a struggle. I'm down there, like, all right, here we go. <laughs> and then sometimes I get nervous as time's ticking down. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get them on. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And then, bam, I get them on. And I always get up on the rock a little late. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but they don't care because everybody loved Donkey, and Donkey loved the kids. But um, moving on, very sad. Very happy to have you on. And I wanted to bring you guys on as guests so we can just 
get to talk, learn each other a little bit better. And I wanted to give you something to just add to your repertoire, your resume, mm -hmm. let your fans know, hey, I have an interview if you want to listen to it and learn a little bit more about me because you're an artist, mm -hmm. you're creative. And if you have the future you want to have, you'll be doing this all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, why wait? Why wait? It's like, but um. <gasps> oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> Throwback. Throwback. But anyways, shout out. But um, yes, I, that's why I started the podcast, for, especially for my, in my city. There's so many creatives and we just built an amphitheater in Youngstown, Ohio. Check it out. And again, I'm just thinking to myself, why are we waiting for other people to ask us to be on their shows? Or are we waiting and watching all of our favorite artists in their interviews every day? I do. I listen to my artists or I watch the Breakfast Club podcast all the time or listen to it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. And there's a guy in Youngstown that I've known since I was younger. He started his own, his own talk show. Well, he's, he does interviews. And, but it is a talk show also. So I was just thinking, I was like, I would love... I've always wanted to do something like that. And I, I thought at one point, I was like, I wonder why he hasn't asked me to be a guest. But not in any like negative way. And also, when it came to performing, people weren't asking me to like sing anywhere. And I wasn't like offended, but I'm like, I wonder why. And I thought it might be because I'm a, I do theater. Mm -hmm. So they think, oh, he only does theater. Oh, yeah. One guy asked me, he was like, oh, I thought you only performed at like prides and stuff. I'm like, you saw me perform at one pride ever in life and now you think I'm just a pride performer hmm, smart mm -hmm. but what it did was just um, push me to put on my own productions mm -hmm. or now do my own shows and it's not like I couldn't reach out to those people because I did reach out to some of them as well but then I was like well what do I have to perform them I'm just going to come here and sing other people's songs so that forced me to start writing my own songs which I wanted to do already, but it, it was just something else to propel me to do that. And even what, like the um, interview, interviewed on the show, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my own show. And guess what? He's going to be a guest on my podcast when I get back <laughs> home. So Because I really wanted to interview him because, one, I'm a fan. Two, I'm so proud of what he's been doing and how much he's done in such a short time. And you, So I can just see the hard work from outside i couldn't imagine what he's doing on the inside you know mm -hmm. but we're gonna find out y'all so y'all stay tuned the chris gunther show check it out it's on youtube subscribe follow him on facebook i'm pretty sure he has an instagram the chris gunther show shout out to chris for helping other people and their dreams come true and that's one thing people don't realize is when you are inspired by somebody sometimes you end up inspiring them also to do more things. So we're just out here inspiring each other. And that's mm -hmm. what we want to do. Moving on. So, Tommy. Yes. You're a current student at Wright State University. Mm -hmm. Right her up. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you just finished your freshman year. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us how that went? Freshman year... <laughs> Honestly, was a trip and a half. Like, you know that feeling when, like, you're walking downstairs and you miss the last step? That's what entire, that's what freshman year was for me. Like, it just or felt like I was falling. Step, but you're still on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Black ground. That's how it felt for me, like, in the best way possible. I um, had very strong feelings about Wright State University. 
for a long time, like, um, ever since I decided to do musical theater, actually, I just felt really connected to Wright State. Why is that? Because um, I had been a part of this theater group called Muse Machine um, in here in Dayton, and it's, like, um, a way to, like, like inspire um, youth in theater and, like, um, arts and, like, um, they have a winter, a large winter musical that they do every year at the Victoria Theater, which is this, like, historic theater downtown. Um, <clears throat> and the director of those shows, uh, or former director of those shows, um, Mr. Joe Deere, he's actually the chair of the Department of Theater, Dance, and Motion Pictures at Wright State. So um, when I met him, me and uh, Ruthie actually met him through Hairspray, which changed my life, best show I've ever been a part of. Um, until now. And, until now, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um I don't know. He just like took an interest in us and just made me feel really comfortable and like confident. And I had never like um, felt that like strong of a connection with theater until like I heard him talk about it. Um, And so I immediately just felt this connection to Wright State through him. And after being there and like having people I know go there and have great experiences with their theater program, I had just always kind of felt like I wanted to be there. And as soon as I got in, I was like, this is where I need to be. This feels like home. And it feels right. So was he a professor there, or is he still there? He used to be head of musical theater, and he just, this past year, went into the uh, chair. So he's, like, the head of the so whole a- department, yeah. Oh, so do you still communicate with him? Yeah, I see him every day um, in the hallways. He's like He teaches classes still. Um, he directs there. I'm going to be in his show um, first semester. He's uh, directing Adam's Family, which is the main stage musical. And I'm, did they cast for it already? Yep, I'm going to be um, in the ensemble of that show. Ooh. It's going to be my right state theater debut. Is it? So freshman year, you didn't do shows? Um, freshman year normally is kind of harder to get cast in shows because we're still training and still getting acquainted to the program. And they want us to like um, be focused on like the academic side and like a lot of freshman year for me was going backwards to go forwards. So I had to like unlearn a lot of like bad habits I had, like in terms of like singing, dancing and acting. And when you say academics, you just really, do you mean more training? Yeah. Versus like books yeah. and learning? Yeah, more training. Sorry. Um, Just like trying to focus on like the whole like new idea of that theater is like my career and not a pastime. Right. And now. you, Tommy Cole, you are a business, mm-hmm. not just the image, but you yourself are a business. And I had to learn that from one of my friends. Shout out to Joshua William Green. Mm-hmm. I talk about him every episode. and I'm sure people are like, where is he and when is he coming on the show? Because I'm tired of hearing about him, but he'll be here. But it's, I'm glad you learned that lesson mm-hmm. early. It took me some years. Mm-hmm. So the Adams Family is a very good show. And oh, I'm so um, excited. The dinner, the one when they... It's only one Adam Family musical, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure. I was like, wait, because it's like the dinner, the when they have the dinner show. But mm-hmm. I saw it recently. I went to see it twice at the um, Youngstown State University, and the cast was so good. And the thing I really liked about it is it was some of their last time performing. It was like the second to the last show that they were going to perform. The last show mm-hmm. that the seniors did was... Um, into the woods. Oh my gosh, we're doing uh, that this year too. Oh my gosh, same and I'm semester. Shout out my friend Jessica Hirsch, she was the witch, mm-hmm. and she sang. Children will listen. Oh, oh my gosh, it was just so good. But when they did um, the Adams Family, the sh- um, she was more Tisha 
Slayed. But the thing I really liked about the show was the ensemble. And I already knew the leads were going to be good. Mm -hmm. But I saw the ensemble grow over the last however many years to where they are now. And I was just so happy and proud of them. Mm -hmm. Because I had done a show with them at Hairspring. And they were very young. So they still had a lot to learn. And sometimes I could get frustrated. And at the time, I wasn't trying to... Sometimes when people get into shows, they have fun. They just want to have fun together. We're Mm -hmm. here together. And I'm like, we have a job to do. Remember that. Mm -hmm. Let's get the job done first. And they were all friends. So I had a little frustration with that. But to see them in their shows and watch them grow, I felt like a proud papa or like big brother at the end of the process. I was so happy for them. So also, shout out to the ensemble. You are a character as a whole in the show. Never think that Mm -hmm. you're less than. And a lot of times being the ensemble, being in the ensemble is a lot more fun than being some lead roles. Like, I know one thing for me, I would love to be in Freak Flag. Yeah. I want to just learn the dance. Sometimes mm-hmm. y'all just like, hey, look, uh, dancing. I'm like, hmm, don't know it. <laughs> or um, I'm a believer. Oh, yeah. Uh, that dance looks so fun. I don't know why I didn't learn it. Mm-hmm. I'm always watching little kids on the side, and I'm like, hey. They're just having I the best time. This. Yes. So... In school, what are the goals that you have for yourself to improve on or achieve this year? I think the biggest goal for me this year is like figuring out who I am as an artist and definitely like trusting myself. Because I feel like a lot of this year, I was just so like focused on having like a good college experience and like just getting acquainted with everything that I forgot to like really like focus on myself and I, I definitely feel like I lost like trying to like going back to like thinking of theater as more of a profession now rather than like a pastime I just lost some of my own like personal confidence that I had like seeing um like all these amazing talented people and like I forgot that that's supposed to lift me up like I'm supposed to like be proud of my peers and like them be proud of me and we're supposed to like all be there to like grow and learn together. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm here and all these people are so talented, but they also had to get there Mm -hmm. and they worked to get there. And then you're also here for a reason. Yeah. People don't always start in the same position or in, in the same position. The one thing that really like made that clear to me was at the end of the year when we were having semester auditions, it was at the Into the Woods callbacks. Um, Casey Bergasi, um, if anyone knows Wright State, they know her. Um, she is an amazing talent and one of the most genuine people I've ever met in my life. And so many people are so like scared and intimidated by her because she's played so many main stage leads there. Um, and she's going to be a senior next year. She was only a junior and she'd already played like she played a lead her sophomore year. She played the lead and she played mother courage and mother courage and her children, her junior year. And she's gonna be playing the witch and into the woods next semester. But I had been so like intimidated by her. And then at callbacks, like we did your fall and she was the witch and I was Jack for each other. And afterwards she's talked to me and she said, similar to what you said, she was like, you belong here. Like you got into the same program as all of us. Like like you're every on the same stage. Yeah, we're all on the same stage. We're like we're all in this together to grow and learn together. Like that's what school is about. And like And that is exactly why I have the podcast because people think they know her and they have this perception of her mm-hmm. because once she's so talented, she 
just because somebody thinks you're intimidating, like, so you can be intimidating and people can be intimidated by you. Because some mm-hmm. people try to be intimidating. They might have a little, you know, certain ways about themselves, but then people create a perception. So now they're walking around talking about Casey as, oh, well, yeah, she's really nice, but she's this and she's that, but it's not really her. It's her image now that's being mm-hmm. carried. And people can create whatever they want about you. So that's why I do think it's good to kind of be in control of your narrative. You don't have to fight everything, but I do think it's a a good thing to share a little bit just so people can get a sense of who you really are versus what they see or hear from other people. Yeah. She, she's just, she instilled so much confidence in me just by that one little conversation like just telling me like remember like who you are and where you're where you're from and remember and that who you're you are. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like we're all here together and that just like changed my entire perspective on what I had been doing that whole year and that really just set me on this track for next year where I just I I want to just like be confident and like in what I can do and like know what my strengths are and where I need to grow and just like work as hard as I possibly can to be the best that I can be. And I feel like I had been told that so many times throughout the year in so many different ways that, but it didn't like really sink in until someone that I had been intimidated by and like someone that I had this image of just told that to me and was just very genuine and kind to me. And I, and it's so funny because after uh, my rep class performance, so we have this class called rep class where basically we have to go up and sing a song that we're putting in our uh, repertoire um, for the, some of the faculty and students and, um, we get feedback on it and we like are supposed to grow and like use that feedback to like use that song later on. Um, but it's one of the most nerve wracking things of you, the whole year. You, like choose a song and then perform it in front of the, the class? Yeah. And per- perform it in front of everyone. Judge you? Yeah. Everyone like gives feedback. Um, and after my performance, I had, um, Felt, I felt better about it than second semester. This is my second semester performance. I had felt better about it than my first semester one, but still, it's just like so like nerve wracking to get up there in front of your peers and just like be vulnerable and show yourself and, and sing for them. But afterwards, she had just said, like, Hey, like, you did a wonderful job. Like, you deserve to be here. Like, never forget that. And my friend Delaney, <laughs> um, after like, Casey walked away, Delaney was like, you just got blessed. Like, you were just blessed because everyone thinks of Casey as just like, she's just like this so perfect she, so person. She chose you. <laughs> yes, I was chosen. It's so funny how it takes a certain person to get a lesson, to learn a lesson from. Mm-hmm. It's like your parents. I used to go over at my friend's house and um, no matter what friend it was, and when their parents said something, I would listen immediately. I would clean up. I would be neat because I I guess I didn't want them to think that I was a bad child or Mm -hmm. didn't listen and I had to represent my parents. But then at home, I would be like, nope, uh, throwing this on the floor. (laughs) I didn't act the same. Or, you know, like when my parents told me something, I would just be like, oh my gosh, okay, yeah, whatever, sure. But when somebody else would tell me the same thing, even someone else's parent, I would listen to it and I would receive it in a different light. And it's just kind of how life is. It takes a certain person to teach you a certain lesson and Mm -hmm. I was telling somebody who was looking for a mentor I was like you can look for a mentor but that mentor might not be able to teach you everything that you need to the way you need it Mm -hmm. they might be able to give you seven out of ten things but you might need another person to give you the last three or three different people to give you the last three Mm -hmm. so it's always good to be open and willing to learn especially in our profession because as Mm -hmm. much as, as much as it is changing we are always growing 
and becoming better artists. Mm -hmm. So speaking of artistry, you're also an entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> yes, you to some extent. Own, to some extent. Have yeah. you been paid ever? Yes. You're a businessman. Oh, there you go. Do you have your own page and information for your business? I don't. I'm actually in the process of making business cards, but I um, do need to start like creating another platform, like a website that people can um, look for. So you are, like you like you said, you're an artist one and you're a your business and you have your own business. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to have to handle for one person. And we just have to get focused to, even with social media, because mm -hmm. it's such a big thing. I try to post stuff and keep people updated about stuff because they, people do want to know. And I'm like, oh, like when I performed at Columbus Pride, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't say yeah. anything. I was so busy here, I mm -hmm. forgot to tell anyone. And then people were messaging me like, oh, cousin, why didn't you tell me I was in Columbus? And I just wasn't thinking about it. I thought about it a few times. I was like, oh, I should make a post. And then I just kept going about my day. Mm -hmm. But we, I could have had people there to support me. And then one of my um, close family friends, he said, he's like, I have a very nice camera. I could have came and recorded it and made you a very nice video. And I Aww. thought, hmm, that sounds nice. <laughs> I should have thought about it. But it's hard when you have to handle so many things. But again, I don't. I try not to stress about it, and my friends, last year I did so many shows in a row, so many in a row, and my friends are like, you need a break, and I'm like, I'm 28, I don't need a break, I need to be more organized. I feel like all of the things that I was doing, I could have done better if I was more organized. Mm -hmm. I could have just found time to do things, but it was just all over the place. So with your business, yourself, and then your calligraphy business, which I'll have you explain to the people mm -hmm. what that is. You just have to set out the time to promote it and mm -hmm. to make sure you just have everything because you're very talented with that and people Thank will want to hire you. Mm -hmm. So you just make sure you need to set out the time or however many hours to get that popping so you can make that money. Oh, so yeah. why don't you tell people about your business? So I am a self-taught calligrapher. It's actually funny. My cousin, um, always like did calligraphy on our like birthday cards Can and you Christmas tell cards. tell people what calligraphy is for oh, those yes. who do not calligraphy, know. Calligraphy is hand lettering. Um, it's like a, um, oh, I've never been asked that question. It's actually kind of hard to describe. It's, it's like um, hand lettering in like different like types of fonts and styles. And calligraphy specifically is normally like um, cursive um, handwriting, like, um, and a lot of people have interest in like having like posters or signs or cards made um, with that on it, um, just like for aesthetically pleasing like reasons. Um, I do most most of the time I do weddings and like grad parties. That's like the most um, interest that people have in it. Is how normally, long have you been doing this? Um, I started doing it my uh, I think it was the end of my junior year. I just started like. I've always been, like, a visual arts person. I've always loved to draw and, like, write and stuff. And I've always had, like, kind of nice handwriting. But I never, like, really um, found that sort of platform of, or, like, but medium. I realized, like, it was an actual talent that could be a career, yeah. a business, and make you some money. My, my cousin always did calligraphy on, like, our birthday cards and stuff. And one day I asked her how she did it, and she just gave me the little secret to it. And then I started practicing it myself and like working on it myself. And, um, a lot of people took an interest in it and thought it was really cool. And 
um, were very like supportive and kind to me like as I was working on that. And then Ruthie actually gave me my first opportunity. Her sister wanted calligraphy for her wedding. Um, and I had already known her sister and like loved her sister. So I, um, started working on some stuff for her. She was very specific about what she wanted, um, like what she wanted me to use. And then I just created some signage. Um, and for her, for her, I, she had this, uh, quote that she was kind of basing like the theme of her wedding on. Um, so I did that on a large poster and then I actually spent seven hours writing name cards for every person that was invited to the wedding with their table number, like where they were sitting on the back of it. Ooh. I sat for seven hours and I watched movies and wrote everybody's um, you name did that out. One day. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So, do you have a name for your business? Um, right now, it's Cole's Calligraphy. Cole is my last name. Um, Marisha has, or Ruthie, sorry, has come up Tell with. Tell people who Marisha is. So you... Oh, Marisha Ruthie is my friend. She's my biggest supporter. Um, and she has just always been there to um, help me through my career and my life. She is also Elf One. That's <laughs> 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 the only one Elf, but she's the Elf in Shrek the Musical. And she will also be having her own episode. So you'll be hearing from her as well, people. She's also Fiona's ogre devil at the end of Act One. Look for her. Um, a lot of shadows. <laughs> a lot of people have said that they didn't know that it wasn't Lucy who plays Fiona. Um, so like, shout out to her. Shout out to Ruthie for that. Um, yes. But um, so I did that for her sister's wedding, and that was my first platform. And um, they were very kind and generous with their compensation for that. And that's the first time I was like, oh my gosh, I can make money. I can make money off of doing this. And then I did um, a couple of my friends' grad parties, like posters and signs for them. And um, then my this accompanist that I um, worked with for my high school's choir, um, she also is an accompanist for Wright State. And um, she works through this skating, like ice skating competition. And she had me do posters for that one year. Um, last year, actually, she actually just recently messaged me. Shout out Wright State for the connections for their students. True. Um, they're always, one thing I love, sorry, I got to throw this in. One thing I love about Wright State is that all of our faculty are actually working in the business right now. So they're always trying to help get their students' well, names out there. Because that's a big part of deciding what school you can go to. Mm-hmm. Because you know, it's not always about what you know, it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. And we can see that very clearly in some areas in the industry. Um, but... I did signs for her skating competition and she actually just messaged me again to do it again this year. So now I'm starting to like have a more of a, a, a wider like platform of like people who are liking my work. And that could be a job that you just have for the next however many years. Mm-hmm. You could be the annual calligrapher yeah. for them every year. Yeah. And that would be great for you and your pockets. <laughs> so moving on, we're going to ask some fun questions. So how was your audition for Shrek the Musical? <laughs> Uh, it was fun. I, I had, ever since I had heard that they were doing it, I was like, I want to play Pinocchio. I want to play Pinocchio. Like, got to do it. And what did you sing at your audition? I sang Pinocchio. <laughs> I sang Story of My Life, um, his solo at the beginning, um, just for them. Because I was like, if I'm going to play Pinocchio, they need to hear my voice. Like, right. no one can do, th- I was like, no one can do the, vo- the voice like I can. I was like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do it and I'm going to get this role. And honestly, it was probably the most confident I had ever been in an audition. I just walked in and I was like, I'm going to do this voice and I hope you guys like it. And I did it. And Chris Beiser, our director was in the front and he was just laughing at me. And 
um, everyone else had said that they had been very stone-faced during the audition. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I made them laugh. Right. And I was, I felt the same way about Donkey. I was like, oh, once they hear me talk, done, finished, <laughs> period, I'm Donkey. And then they were like, oh, thanks. I was like, oh my God, I, I, I should have talked to them. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I wasn't as confident in my audition because of how much like I love Donkey and the role meant to me. Mm-hmm. And actually, the only reason I tried out is because this guy named Alan Snyder, we had done Guys and Dolls, and they hired some equity people to come in. Two people who were from my town, Natalia Lapore Hagen, one, and she is really good friends with um, one of my friends, Joshua William Green. And so after talking with them but Alan really he like pulled me aside one day after we did um what's the song called um what the heck uh sit down you're rocking the boat oh yeah and he was like you did really good you have a really great voice I was like oh thanks like I'm walking to my dressing room like thanks like okay mm-hmm. you know he's being nice and he's like no seriously like where do you do theater I said the Youngstown Playhouse it's our community theater here he was like you don't go on auditions or anything? I'm like, no. I just thought it was too late. I'm getting old. I don't really read music. He was like, that's fine. You don't have to read music. Uh, I know so many people like who don't. And he was like, you really need to go audition for things. And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he's like, no, seriously, you should think about it. And then he told me, he was like, if I hear of anything coming through Pittsburgh, because that's where he's from, I will let you know. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And actually, after I was told that I was getting, like, the day after, I won't even say the same day, um, but I think the day after I found out about Shrek, he messaged me. He was like, hey, I have a friend in, I don't know if it was West Virginia or something. And he was like, they're looking for an African, African-American male tenor. And he was just like, I told them I knew you. Are you available? It's all summer and it pays. I was like. Was it Shenandoah? Oh, I will have to look for ragtime. Um, I'm not sure. I will have to look through my messages to um, um, find out what it was. Okay. But I was just like, oh my gosh! Just first of all, I was just like, thank you so much. But I actually was messaging you to tell you that I got Donkey and Shrek. But just the fact that he, I don't know him besides doing Guys and Dolls, mm-hmm. but he felt the need to push me to go audition. And found me a job. Yeah. And told me that. First of all, he told me that's what he would do. He's like, hey, when I see anything coming through and I think you might fit it, I'm going to let you know. And I was just like, thank you so much. Like, you didn't have to do that. And why are you doing this? But maybe he just felt like he was just passing on something to someone else that somebody passed to him. Mm -hmm. So I was very thankful for that. And Alan, if you're listening, if you know anybody else, I'm still accepting offers. (laughs) So... I would like to ask you, what was your first impression of the cast when you met them? I remember walking in the first day with Ruthie. We drove together um, and we sat down and we were just like looking around. We were like, oh my gosh, like everybody's so different. Everybody's so fun. Like everyone seems so excited. And we were like, we knew who Shrek was immediately. Jason was sitting right there um, across from us. And then Lucy was sitting next to him and we didn't know like if she was Fiona and then she like said something we both were like oh yep there she is that's Fiona there she is <laughs> um wait one second I forgot to shout out the other girl who was from our city her name is Alicia Jordan shout out to her also carry on <laughs> um 
and then I had known Sydney previously because she is she comes to Wright State and hangs out with um, my uh, former roommate Jake Jones. Hi Jake, love you mm-hmm. if you're listening. Um, I'll tell him to listen to this. Um, but she dated um, his best friend from high school, and then um, after her and um, his name is Jack. They after they broke up, she started her and Jake started getting really close and started talking um, and became um, a lot better friends and then she came and started visiting us so it was nice to have another person that I knew in the cast and then of course um Nasir went to Wright State and I had seen him dance um in ballet with some of my other friends yeah come on alumni Mm -hmm. and um Bridget as well Bridget's uh gonna be a junior at Wright State oh yes I knew her I knew her very well coming in like Bridget and I knew each other very well didn't know that she was auditioning or have made the show oh no I did We, we 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 were at the audition together um and then she texted me and told me that she had got casted um, the day that I found out I was Pinocchio, actually, because I was telling everyone I like had just walked out of class and when Chris Byerly gave me the call and I was like running around the Creative Arts Center at Wright State and I was like, guys, I got I got cast as Pinocchio. I got cast as Pinocchio. I'm so excited. Um, and she had told me that she got cast as well. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so excited. I hope you do it. So there's three people from Wright State, mm-hmm. past or present. In the show right now. Yeah. Shout out to y'all getting jobs. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was very excited to come in and like meet everyone. And then I, the first time I had seen you was the day we just talked about this before the podcast was the day that you came in and <laughs> and our director was like, "Who are you?" And you were like, um, "I'm Donkey." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh hi, <laughs> we haven't seen you yet." Because the first few days I didn't have to be there the way they schedule rehearsals. The first day I wasn't there at all. I mm-hmm. came to the meeting and left. I was like, oh, well, nice to meet all of you. Bye-bye. And then, like, two or three days later, I finally was able to rehearse with everyone. So what was your first impression of me? Um, I knew that you had seemed, like, super kind and and, and open and nice because I had seen you, like, talking with other people and interacting with other people. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, he's going to be perfect. And then the first time I heard you sing was the day that we were doing Forever. And you said, out there waiting. And I was like, oh, yep, love him. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh, yep, love him. Love, 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 love. I remember the first day I sang Don't Let Me Go. Y'all, everybody was like, oh my gosh. Like, you and Ruthie were like, Don't Let Me Go was my favorite song. I was like, we were, hope you like it. Yep, we were so excited to hear you sing that song. Because that is the number one song that I listened to from the show before being in it. Yeah, and I sing it all the time. Now, singing it standing still is a lot easier than singing it. (laughs) When you're a ball of fur and running around. Well, you still sound amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm behind that tree. I know. On stage right, and I'm listening to Every you. Every time I run behind, you know what? I didn't even realize that until <laughs> this past weekend. I was like, oh, they're still standing there. Mm-hmm. So when you guys, like, run out again for the second scream, like, I hear, um, like, ah, when I'm down on my knees. Oh, yeah. Just run from behind the tree. Yeah, Zach runs from off stage, and then we all just, like, collectively follow, collectively follow him. It's always weird when you're in shows and if you see like a recording of it or something like or like a snap of it. I'm like that was happening behind me the whole time. Yeah. I don't and then you know when you're like watching a show from the side versus the front. I just don't see so many things. So when mm-hmm. I saw I was like where do they run from? Do they stand there the whole time? <laughs> oh. Every time I run behind Thomas's who is my other son, who you will hear from. History, I take a deep breath. I'm like Oh my gosh, I've just been working on my breathing. That's one thing I work on all the time. Like, that's one thing I can never work on enough is breathing, 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 
breathing. Take a breath. Where to take a breath. Those are very important. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn that with Don't Let Me Go because it's seriously the most tiring song. You are moving so much during that song. on every note. Like, Mm -hmm. every note I'm moving. There's no... And then I have to fall down to my knees. And then I have to jump up. Or I have to. I literally am running yeah. the trees yeah. and singing, and it is so tiring. It is such a workout, but I love it. Mm-hmm. And then forever, I'm just oh, yeah. being pushed around on that mm-hmm. car. And then you guys have to sing and push me around on this huge and heavy bridge. So I already know that's tiring. Yeah, and I'm the I'm definitely the weakest link on that bridge. I feel like I'm always falling falling behind. Like whenever everyone starts running, I'm always like. They're all, like, step-touching still, and I'm, like, actually running to, like, keep up with them. Listen, I couldn't imagine doing that. But I tell you, I die and come back to life in that song. Because <laughs> I am so tired. I'm trying to hold on to the bridge with hooves. Mm-hmm. And I'm sliding up there. I wear knee pads. Oh, yeah. And I kind of slide. It slides with the fabric. And then I'm like, oh, oh, my gosh. Like, two times I almost slid off, like, a few days ago. I was like... That's when we were going so fast, oh, you though. Guys were I told everyone, I was like, we got to slow down. We are turning too fast. We have so much time. The breeze is nice. It doesn't help my makeup. <laughs> I, my makeup comes off in that scene because I have to wipe my eyes. I can't, I can't keep singing with my eyes closed. There's several scenes in the show where I just sing with my eyes closed because the makeup is in my eye and it's burning so badly. Who I be? 80% of the time, my right eye is closed or both eyes. I'm like, that's how my makeup just runs. I don't know what to do. I don't know if there's anything that I can do. I powder my face. I powder my face. I put mm-hmm. like cloth up there. I put paper towels in my helmet and nothing happens. It's still just sweat in my eyes. And I try to keep them open, but I feel like there's like demons screaming when I open them. Like, ah! <laughs> back down, like drag me to hell style. And I'm like, I just don't know what to do. And most of the time, I just wipe half it, half of it off. I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. When I get a chance, I'll go back there. The donkey is on the loose right now. Donkey is definitely on the edge. A donkey on the edge. So, what are your goals for your career? What do you want to do? So, that's kind of a little bit of a gray area right now. I definitely, I have a lot of things that I'm passionate about and that I would like to do. I definitely think that at some point, I want to be a Disney World I had never been until my senior year spring break. I went with my choir and I just had the time of my life. Like I had never felt that much like genuine, just joy and like just this, I just had this warm feeling around me the whole time being there. Now you the, also love Disney. I do. I have heard that those jobs aren't as fun. Oh, really? As I know a few people who've done it and then, you know, you have to be, the character. Yeah. They mm-hmm. definitely keep the magic alive. Though. Oh, yeah. You are not... Yeah. You are not Anna. You are friends with Anna, if you're Anna. Mm-hmm. You oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You say you're Anna. Yeah. Because Anna is real. Quote, unquote. No, yeah. Most definitely. Meanwhile, I, they're mad at people putting gay characters on TV uh, for cartoons, but meanwhile, you're telling children that these characters are, well, are real. But we're not going to get into that on this episode. Mm. Disney actually, because they have they have a new show called Andy Mac um, that has the first openly gay character on Disney Channel. Well, that's great. I haven't watched Disney Channel in years. Oh, same. I feel like sadly there for me right now. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot different seeing it now. Like even just the the way that they film it is so different from 
literally just a couple of years ago when I was watching it. Do they still do Disney Channel movies, like original Disney Channel movies? Mm-hmm. More or less. I saw less like they, they had the Kim Possible one. Yeah, they do it less than they used to. Because every Friday at 8 p.m. I used to be right there. Oh, yeah. We didn't mm-hmm. have DVR at the time, so I had to watch it all the way through. I run outside on commercials and hurry up and come back <laughs> in. I'm like, I can't play right now, y'all. Like when the Cheetah Girls first came out. Oh, yeah. I was outside playing with my friends. I said, all right, peace. Raven Simone, actually Simone, yay, is in there, and we're watching the show tonight. And I already was in love with 3LW. That's who, you know, you know who 3LW is? Mm-hmm. Three Little Women. Um, that's actually where Adrian and Keely came from. Oh, they okay. They a group called, um, there's a song that says, No more, baby, I'm going to do right. Oh, yeah. That's them, like, the broken promise, this promise. They make so fun of, so much fun of her because she had a lisp. And she didn't say broken promises. She said broken promise, this, promise, this. And if you go listen to it, sorry, Keely, we had to do it to you, baby. But that's where they came from. So I loved them. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Licious. I had to go and watch it. And Disney Channel had a, a bunch of movies, like the Halloween Town movies. Oh, yeah. Xenon. Uh, oh, um, my gosh, Xenon. Pixel Perfect. You remind me of the girl from Pixel Perfect. I tell you all the time, Ruthie. But um, shout out to Ruthie. I remember... Um, tuning in to watch High School Musical 2 with my brother, like, just being so excited for it to come out, and then, like, sitting in my dad's apartment, like, just waiting for it to come on, like, so much excitement. The first one was good. Oh, yeah. The second one, I was like, oh, this is real. Oh, yeah. This is a real movie. I went to the mm. theater with seven of my friends to see High School Musical 3. Oh, my gosh. We there, ready, sitting in the theater, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't wait. I can't uh-huh. remember anything from it, but I loved it. High School Musical 2 has the most ratings Disney Channel has ever gotten. I know. And I was mad because I love Cheetah Girls. I was really mad. I was like, screw them. Cheetah Girls is the best. <laughs> no, Cheetah Girls is the best, though. That's, Cheetah Girls that's is the real life. Um, But I would love to work at Disney one day as a performer, not necessarily a face character, because, um, I mean, I would love to be Terrence from Tinkerbell, if you know who that is. Love him. Jesse McCartney voiced him. Anyway, um, would love to would love to be him. Shout or be Jesse friends McCartney. with him. Sorry. I've heard about him in years. Love Jesse McCartney. Ruthie will talk about him on her podcast next. Just we you will. wait. Just you wait. You'll hear about Jesse McCartney. We will. Just you wait. Anyway, um, but if not that, I definitely. Just you wait. Sorry, I couldn't understand. I was like, why do those words recognize like something in my body? Okay. <laughs> just you wait. Oh. Just you wait. Um, but if not that, I definitely want to be um, on a national tour. Broadway would be amazing. Love that. Would love for that to happen. But that's national like, tours. Eight shows a week. Oh, yeah. I want to travel. I, I want to see the country. Like, same. I would love to do, a, I would love to book a national tour. My friend just got done going to 43 states. I think they did 96 shows. Oh, my gosh. So he just had the opportunity to perform at so many different theaters for so many different people. Yeah. And I... I've always wanted to do that. I would just love to be... Now, the bus probably wasn't as comfortable as it could have been, (laughs) but I still would just love to be able to do that and just travel and be on a tour bus. I've always wanted to do that, so that's something, like, I still would love to do. I'm a really big people person, and I just think, like, getting to meet new people after every show, every night, like, all over the country, like, from different... Like, have different stories, like, different lives, like, just seeing them at the stage door every night would just, like, make my entire... Like life, yeah, honestly. Especially when you're not in the first suit. Oh, true. Let me tell you about our meet and greets. I feel like the meet and greet is harder than the show. Oh yeah. I'm, tonight I'm going to tell them, look, somebody bring a fan out here. I'm bringing my own. I cannot breathe. I'm sitting there like literally melting, and people are like, I bet you're melting. Yes, I am. Yeah. I actually can't breathe, 
and I want you to take this photo with your child and move it along. Mm-hmm. I love you all, but I cannot breathe. And it's like overheating, and I feel like I'm going to pass out. And I try to drink something before I go out there, but nothing works. I'm just standing there just like, and then there's no heat escaping my suit. It's just all in there, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I'm going to pass out. I got to put that smile on for the kids because Donkey loves the kids, and I do. But tonight I'm bringing a fan out. Just do Somebody's it. Somebody's going honestly. Out. Listen, I'm so serious. Yesterday I screamed. I said, can somebody please turn on the air? Turn it on. <laughs> I can't feel anything out there that is a light, lightly a breeze. But tonight I'm bringing a fan. So I hope they don't get upset. But it maybe it'll make the pictures look better. <laughs> get that like windblown look. Yes. So is there anything you want to ask me? Ooh, I should have thought about something. I tell the people all the time. I say, you can ask me questions. Think about them before you get here, and then everyone gets here. They're like, I don't know. But, mm, you sure? Mm. Well, while you think about it, can you tell the people where they can find you on social media? Oh, yes. Okay, my Instagram is not Tommy Cole. That's N-O-T-T-O-M-M-Y-C-O-L-E. Not Tommy Cole. My name actually is Tommy Cole. So, um, so he actually is Tommy. Cole. Yes, actually am Tommy Cole, but Instagram is not Tommy Cole. Um, my Twitter username is officer Tommy. Don't judge me. Um, my dad is a police officer. When I was a kid, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, wanted to be a police officer. Definitely don't want to be one now. Obviously theory is my life. Right. <laughs> um, also with the way that, um, things the world are going is set up. right now. Right. Um, but, um, my Snapchat is also Officer Tommy. Add me on Snapchat. Like, let's start a conversation. Yes, follow these dreams. My Snapchat is just Officer Tommy. Yes, it is, Ruthie. My Twitter, maybe my, is my Twitter, Twitter Officer Tommy 14? No. Okay, well, Ruthie looks for that. Twitter is not Tommy Cole? Yes, oh, hi, Twitter, um, not Tommy Cole. Let's just, like, take this back a second. Okay, yes. Instagram, not Tommy Cole. find you on social media. Oh, thank you, James, for asking. My Instagram is not Tommy Cole. My Twitter is also not Tommy Cole. My Snapchat is, in fact, Officer Tommy. There we go, people. So, any questions for me? Like, anything you want to say? Anything I, at all? I think... What is the one thing that you want to do like in your theater career like or like what's like a big like show role like dream for you that you have to do before doing your career is done doing it now I'm doing it now um I thank you to thanks to community theater I've done almost every single role I could dream of I'll actually be returning home August 12th and I have to go right to rehearsal because I'm sure Trey is not going to give me a day off I'm going right to rehearsal for um, Dream Girls. I'm going to be Jimmy Thunder early, and I'm very excited. I would have loved to be Dina, but, you know, somebody has to be Jimmy. But I'm going to be Jimmy Thunder early, and I love Eddie Murphy. He is one of my comedic influences, as well as, like, the Waynes brothers. And I am just so happy that I got to be Donkey. I didn't even know I could sound like Donkey until I auditioned for it the first time. I didn't do character voices. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, let me just do the best that I can do. And then I was like, I kind of sound like Donkey a lot. I didn't <laughs> realize it. And so Donkey, um, Jimmy Thunder Early are definitely the two roles that I... And I, 
I've been the scarecrow in the Wiz also. That oh, was, my gosh. I would like to play these roles again uh, professionally. I'm uh, Eddie, uh, Donkey the Musical, or <gasps> Donkey the Movie. Listen. Oh, my gosh. Where's it at? Get his own movie, and then Donkey didn't. But Eddie Murphy, if you're listening, somebody tag him. Donkey the Musical. Don't even have a, an, an audition. Call me. And listen, <laughs> it, it can go down. Okay. Oh, you know what, Eddie? I buy your ticket. Come to La Comedia Dinner Theater <laughs> in Springboro, Ohio. I buy your ticket to come see the show. You tell me what you think, whether you like it or not. And I'm so excited for coming to America Two. One of my favorite movies ever is coming to America. And it is iconic. It is legendary. And I still say so many things from the movie today. But um, yeah, I've done all I I've done. I've been seaweed twice. Uh, oh my gosh, hairspray. Um, this is my third time being Donkey, and I'll play him again. Um, second time being Jimmy. Who else have I done? I've done like several roles multiple times, but I can't at this time. I can't think of like something else that's like, oh, this is a big role. I would love to be the leading player again. Actually, I would love to. Be I would the love to player. see that. That would be amazing. Again, I'll be your Pippin. Let's make it happen. Oh my God! Let's make it happen. Yes. Corner of the sky, yes. I love Pippin. I love the show. Me too. It's beautiful. But we are going to wrap. I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and maybe we'll do like a group's um, <clears throat> podcast before we leave. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Have a few more people on, a few more voices. It can get a little rowdy, but we'll see. But thank you so much, people, for joining it again. And this is James Major Burns with The Third Degree. Peace.